you're basically just requesting a change in behavior in order for that person to remain in your life. Looks like you've officially entered the group chat with your best friends. My name is Ali Paducci, and this is the Unfiltered Podcast, the place where we leave the heavily filtered world of social media to talk about anything and everything uncensored. From personal wellness to entrepreneurship, spirituality, sex, surviving breakups, and hilarious stories in between, join me as I navigate adulthood with real, unfiltered conversations. Happy Tuesday, honeys. Welcome to this week's episode of Honey Check with my fabulous co-host, Jennifer Angaro. Sounds very weird when I call her that name, to be honest, because she's literally only honey in my book, even in my phone. It's honey. Um, Anyways, we have a couple of things that I want to update you on this week. First things first is yesterday in our Facebook group, we kicked off our book club. This is not like a regular book club, okay, where you have to go to like lame ass weekly meetings and like add a bunch of homework. This is a cool book club, one where we read at our own pace throughout the month and it's used to kind of just create a safe space where women can hold space for each other to soak in some important information, to grow as a person, to share vulnerably, to ask questions. And we also want to give enough time in the month to allow you to not only soak in that new information that you're consuming in the book, but actually apply it to your everyday life. I feel like it's so common. We live in this like day and age where we're just always consuming information. It's like, must listen to this podcast. I know you're listening to my podcast. Please don't stop. But anyways, it's like, must listen to this podcast, must do this course, must read this book, must do this. And while that's totally cool, I hope that you all give yourself the time to actually soak in what you're learning and start applying that to everyday life. So we announced the first book yesterday. It's not too late to join. And you can just head over to the link in my bio at at unfiltered with Allie. And there will be a link to the Facebook group there. Just so you know, it's for people that identify as women only. Sorry, boys, except not sorry. You guys get enough in this world. Anyways, number two, uh, Honey and I are working on some merch for the podcast. I am very excited for you guys to see what we've been working on. Enough of me talking because we have another hour of Honey and I talking. It's the first week of 2020. We started a book club. We're on a good routine. We're feeling good. I hope you're feeling good. Let's get this episode going. Hi, Annie. Hi, Annie. How are you? Honey, I'm good. I'm good. I've had this terrible acid was acid reflux. Is that what it's called? Yeah, it's burning shit in your throat. Yeah, it's terrible. I've never had it in my throat, though. I had, I remember the first time I got heartburn. I don't think I had ever had heartburn in my life. But the first time I had it, I was like, the doctor's like, you have heartburn. I'm like, no, 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 I think I'm dying. (laughs) (laughs) Sound like so like chill on those Pepto Pink commercials. <laughs> I know. Every time I say that, Evan goes, We'll get you the pink stuff. I'm like, I don't want any pink stuff. I just like need to drink water. I don't know. It's certain foods for sure, and I gotta start monitoring it. Yeah, I have I have a hunch as to what it might be. What, the tiramisu that I ate last night? The whole cake? <laughs> <laughs> Honey, I got these fresh raspberries for $7.99 at Safeway. I sprinkled them all on top, the whole carton. And I was like, shit, this is going to be good. And I ate the whole thing watching Shit's Creek. Have you started watching that, by the way? 
I haven't. And I'm a little bit afraid to start watching it because I'm really worried that mm, it's going to be my new binge. You're going to go down the hole. Yeah. But mm-hmm. my God, you would love the mom. Okay. I'm going to watch it. I, it's like, it's everywhere. Everyone's posting about it. Everyone's posting these memes about it and these funny clips. And I'm like, you know what? I just got to bite the bullet. Yeah. They won all these awards and stuff. And, um, I was just looking for some background noise while I was doing some work the other day and I'm fully addicted. I've already watched two episodes before this podcast. (laughs) I couldn't sleep. So I just got up and started watching Shit's Creek. I binge watched The Crown. I watched all four seasons like in the last month. Oh, you watched the whole thing. Oh, I'm telling you, like you guys don't realize it's funny because people are like, do you watch TV? And I'll say like, no, I don't watch TV. Like I don't have cable. The only like live show I really watch is The Bachelor. Come at me. Say what you want to say. I fucking love watching The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise. I think we talked about this really quickly in another episode, but I love trashy reality TV. I love it. Why do people, I don't um, Anyways, hater, haters gonna hate, but I don't like The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. Whatever. And then I watch, um, <laughs> I watch a million little things because I used to work on the show, so I feel like emotionally invested to see what's going on. But other than that, like I don't really feel like I watch TV. But then when you get me in with like Hey You or Netflix or something, and I find something I like. TV is the only thing I will do. What the heck is Hey You? Honey. Not that this is a sponsored plug, but it's like the Netflix of reality TV. What? Oh, it's reality TV on demand. And if I told you what I've watched on there in terms of like, not like caught an episode, like if I tell you guys what I watch in terms of binge watching on there, it's not going to be okay. So we're just going to move. Anyways, um, we're going to kick this week off. And I find it really rude that we've been talking for a few minutes now and you haven't acknowledged the third person in the room. Honey. Oh, I see it. <laughs> <laughs> Can we look at this thing on my forehead? Like skin otherwise today, it's looking pretty immaculate. But like this thing has to swell out to the moon. Yeah, honey. It looks sore. Is it under the skin? No. It's like three days old, too, and it's just – it's overstaying its welcome. That's why I don't like people staying at my house because they think they can stay forever. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'd rather them just not come. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so many freaking bones to pick today. Okay. Here's the bone I'm picking, and I got a lot of bones in my body. Like – bones do you have in the body like 200 and do or something oh why did i think it was like 500 no i don't think you have 500 bones <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you got all those little ones in your feet and your hands isn't yeah, there like 50 count. bones like 50 bones in your feet i'm pretty sure there's like 200 and something bones in the bod mm. you start bitching picking one of them and i'm gonna google it okay hey siri useless bitch she's such a bitch her and alexa hey siri here, let me try. Siri. Hey, Siri. <laughs> Let's see if my bitch talks. Hey, hey Siri. Siri. Do you have to press something on your phone to get Siri to start talking? Yeah. She's listening to me. I can see her hanging out. She's just not fucking working. These two bitches. I swear to God, they're talking about us right now. 
Maybe Siri's down. She's on holiday. No, no. Siri doesn't go on holiday. If she goes on holiday, we fucking go on holiday. Hey, Siri. Hey, Siri. Honey, what do you press on your phone to get her to talk? Siri. <laughs> Siri, honey. Yes. How many bones are there in the human body? I'm not sure I understand. What the fuck is wrong with her? What the She's fuck's so wrong with her? What the fuck we paid this phone for? She's like Alexa. Her and Alexa should get together and go bowling. Okay, honey. Talk to me about your bone. Okay. So, as most honeys know, we started a book club. And mm-hmm. the first book of... If they the don't year, know, I'm going to be really offended. What's up? If they don't know, I'm going to be offended. Yeah, and the only reason offended. why they're not going to know is because they haven't joined the Facebook group. Because that's the only place where people know what that's the right. book is. So join the group assholes so i'll tell them <laughs> but then join the group so yeah. this month we're reading girl wash your face by rachel hollis it's a it's a real treat i broke the rules a little bit and started the book early but whatever it's besides the point i'm on chapter six and i i know honey it's good it's good it's not the thing though about this book it's nothing that i haven't heard before but she really, i think that's why i find it really fucking annoying but whatever yeah but she kind of it's just kind of like she doesn't sugarcoat nothing it's to the Mm-mm. point. There's mm-hmm. three points at the end of every chapter. It's just like boom, boom, boom. That's it. Mm-hmm. And she has this a part of the book. A, a, one of the chapters is called I'm Better Than You, which is a lie. So it's basically she tells you 20-something lies. And one of the lies is I'm better than you. And it comes from people judging people. And, okay, if I wake up one day and don't really want to talk to anybody, what the fuck is wrong with that? If I don't want to talk to somebody for like a few days, I hate getting this text message of, hey, haven't heard from you. Well, great. I really haven't heard from you either. Like newsflash. That's like a triggering text for me. Oh. Like that's like one of the epitome of like gaslighting text. Like if you ever pull out your phone and say, hey, I haven't heard from you. Mm-hmm. You're trying to light some fire under someone's ass to like make them feel like shit for not reaching out. But why haven't you reached out? hundred percent. Like, right. I haven't heard from you either. I've actually pulled away from people that do that to me because every time they've done it, I'm like, why do I feel so shitty and guilty? And why do I feel like a shit friend all of a sudden? Why no, I just really- hold up the mirror. I'll just say like, hey, haven't heard from you in a while either. How's it going? <laughs> Not the answer you really wanted for me, but get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Like, really, <laughs> really get the fuck out of here. I'm tired of that. I'm tired of that. I don't know. I had I had some triggering conversations the past couple of weeks, and I'm like, do you, do you ever just wonder that like, just because you're in a different part in your life and doesn't and you don't you don't understand my life anymore, doesn't mean that I care less, that I'm a shittier friend, or that I owe people anything. Mm-hmm. That's just where I'm at. I find that as you get into your 30s, you find that though. Like I find that as you get into your 30s, you realize that your friend group or your whoever group, your family, you could be your mom for God's sake, your sisters, your brothers, doesn't matter. You're mm-hmm. all in these different, you're all, you're all in different seasons of your life. The issue with that is we make that issue about people being in, in different parts of their lives and then we make it personal. I think the 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 underlying issue is that some people just make that about them. Yeah. 
she talks about that a little bit in the book. It's like you never know what's going on in someone else's day or someone's life or you never know. Honestly, you never know where you're meeting someone when you interact with them. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't like that's out of sight, out of mind with us because we're in our own day. And every time we meet someone or meet a situation, we have our own labels from life that we put on things. We have our own ways of thinking. We have our own opinions. We have where we're currently at in our lives. Yep. And what we'll do from that is if people can't meet us where we are in our own world, <laughs> it's all of a sudden it's like it's off- it's offensive. Mm-hmm. It's a problem. Yeah. And I think as you get older, some people in your life are going to stay stuck in very old ways. Yeah. And that's okay. That's like everyone's allowed to do what they want to do. You can't make that a you thing. But some people will just stay in a way that's very, they're content and that's how they want to live their lives and that's okay. You can't ask people to change for you. But some people will actually start to grow a little bit and start to figure out what things that they'd like to change about themselves. What the fuck is going on over there? I don't know, honey. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking to you about something important and you're texting people? No. The, <laughs> the notification. Can you hear my notifications go off? Yeah, I can hear you. How the hell do I? I thought I turned them off. I turned them off for every podcast. But this one doesn't want to participate. First Siri, now this. <laughs> honey, I don't even know how to do it. Basically, what I'm trying to say is some people are going to stay on the same course their entire life. And some people are going to meet themselves where they are and realize, you know, what I'm doing right now is not working for me. I'll use myself as an example. What I'm doing and what I was doing a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, wasn't working for me. Mm -hmm. So my choice is to stay in that swamp (laughs) of unhappiness or I navigate murky waters. I get a little bit uncomfortable. I, I, I take on what I need to take on to try and get out of it. And usually when people take on those journeys, they realize, fuck, I'm not happy. I am doing things that make me unhappy. I'm saying yes to things that I really want to say no to. I have no fucking boundaries. I depend on other people for my happiness. Like codependency, I feel like everyone on this goddamn planet suffers with codependency until they actually figure out how to manage it. Whatever it is that you're dealing with, Mm -hmm. some people will change throughout life and some people won't. Yeah. Yeah. But we can't make where people are about us if they're not meeting us. The only thing we can do is just acknowledge where they are and then it's our choice to be like, do I want that person or situation in my life or no? Yeah. Because I think the best thing that helped me, I mean, you've seen me navigate through some friendships and relationships these past few years. Mm-hmm. I think one of the best things that helped me, like the, I, I remember one of them was like, very um fiery it was not good it was really emotional and I was really upset and I really made that about me granted there were things that I did feel were were a personal attack and I felt like I was kind of standing in my power and being like I don't accept that from you Mm -hmm. but at the same time I was really hoping that person would change for the the sake of saving the friendship And then someone at the time said to me, just so you know, like no one has to fucking change for you. Yep. And I was like, excuse me, what? Whose side are you on, bitch? (laughs) I hope that wasn't me. (laughs) No, it wasn't. (laughs) But the way it was put is like, just so you know, 
No one has to change for you. Mm. So you're not actually asking that person to change. You're basically just requesting a change in behavior in order for that person to remain in your life. And I was like, oh, fuck. And as soon as that happened, I remember I was down in LA. I was on a solo trip. That message came through and I I basically was like, I was actually at peace with it because I said, you know what? This is actually not about me and I'm making it about me. This is honestly not serving me. It's making me more angry. It needs to just get the fuck out of my life. So I let, I let it go. That person eventually came back into my life and it's so much better now because A, her behavior doesn't affect me. Yep. That person's behavior is not about me. And the change of behavior that we're in a lot that that I needed in order for that person or any person to be like meeting my needs is now met. And that's simply all it was. Long story short, Cole's notes of that life lesson <laughs> is you can't make people shit about you. People don't have to change for you. And it really comes down to you having a good understanding and a good grasp on what your needs are. And you're allowed to ask people to meet them. 100%. It's what you do with that outcome to navigate from there. Right. But I think that's it. Like we're in our 30s now. We're all seeing it. We have friends that are still partying like they're in fucking first year university. (laughs) We have friends that are successful business owners and entrepreneurs. We have friends that are, you know, years into their career, loving the job and the companies that they work for. We have friends who are moms. We have, we have friends in like every single different stage in their lives. It doesn't mean we can't coexist, but I think now is when we're starting to feel that friction of like, this relationship's not really working for me anymore, Mm -hmm. or it's boring, or it's like, why am I fighting to keep this friendship alive? And it's not like you're, you hate that person. Yeah. I just find that it's okay if the dynamic changes. Like, I think that you're going to go through Mm -hmm. some phases. It's like a relationship, literally, like an actual relationship. But you're going to go through phases with your friends where you're both at the same place in your life. And you're going to be, you know, they're the one you call. They're the one you talk to. They're, you know, you guys are doing things together. But as you know, you go through the changes in your life, you'll notice that you don't talk to them as much or you can't relate to them as much. And that's not a bad thing. Like I've watched a few of my friends become moms and it's been really hard. I I, I know nothing about parenting. I feel <laughs> like, like sometimes I really, really feel like I can hold their kids. But, you know, I'm trying, you know, I still participate in that season of their life. I buy their kids clothes. I go visit them. I, I'll check in on them when, you know, when I can. But I also don't, I also feel like it's okay if we don't talk every day like we used to because mm-hmm. you're busy doing something, I'm busy doing something, and I'm not really a small talker via text. Like I'm just no. not. I'm not. I'm not like a, you know, if I want to talk to you, I'll call you or I'll meet up with you. Yeah. That type of thing. I think it's just important to set the expectation. Like some people might feel super lonely or they might be offended when a friendship kind of drifts. And if you're, if that's coming up for you, I think it's important to just like honor that feeling and then reconnect with that friend and be like, Hey, like I actually miss talking to you a lot. Like, why don't we set up like a weekly phone call? Like, do you want to do like a a weekly, like Sunday check-in or do you want to do like a weekly brunch or, you know, you're allowed to ask for your needs to be met. I actually think it's really, we're drifting off topic from the book, but now that we're talking about strayed friendships, (laughs) 
Don't you think it's weird? Do you ever look back at friendships that you were like, you were so close with someone and then all of a sudden you don't like really talk anymore? And it's not that you're not friends, Mm -hmm. but you're Mm -hmm. like, how did we get to the point from like hanging out every day to like, I text you every like two months. And it's just a mutual thing. Yeah. But like, how do you ever sit and like wonder how that happens? I have had that. I have had that with a handful of people. Yeah. And like sometimes I don't talk to them. Oh my gosh. Months. Months. Yeah. And I don't, what I really like about those friendships though is that nothing's taken personally. It's just like, oh shit, haven't talked to you in a while. Yeah. Hey, how's it going? Like no harm, no foul. Mm -hmm. But I don't know how that, I don't know. People get really, I'm guilty, get so caught up in their lives. And I find that as I'm getting older, I like being alone. I have people that will like message me being like, I haven't heard from you in 10 days. Are you okay? <laughs> like, yeah. I've been sitting here fucking watching Hey You. I'm okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sounds like Caillou when you say it. I hated that. Like, show. I feel like you're watching, uh, what was that? Like Nickelodeon or. Tele- I remember Caillou. Teletoon. Teletoons. Teletoons mm-hmm. or something like that. Anyways, yeah. So, moral we of that started conversation. A book club. Yeah, we started a book club. <laughs> Rachel Hollis, girl, wash your face. Moral of that story is you don't know where you're going to meet people. Stop judging people. Like, God, just because I'm not, you know, making six figures or I'm not a mom or I'm not doing it doesn't mean that I don't got shit going on. Like, leave me alone. Mm-hmm. Leave me alone. She also, she also has another really good example in there. Um, I think you talked about it before about the crying baby on the plane and it's like there's a mom panicking on the plane because she can't like shut the baby up and then you know you have people just giving her the glares (laughs) I feel a little bit tell me how many times you've glared at a crying baby's mom I don't know what it is (laughs) I think it, it goes back to that same concept I don't know if I talked to you about it or someone else about manifesting but I realized I'm a really good manifester because I manifest all of the bad things that I don't want into my life and crying babies on airplanes, I attract them. I attract them. Or like toddlers sitting behind me, kicking my seat. But that's a, okay, think about this for a minute. You are trapped in the air on a plane with a screeching noise. It's hard. That ain't right. I have, I have air like these. I have noise canceling headphones. It's the kicking of the seat is the cherry on top for me. Like mm-hmm. I get it. Your, your baby can't like your newborn maybe won't stop crying, but, and moms, if you're listening, don't fucking at me, but there's no reason for your four-year-old to be kicking and screaming and like hitting my chair. No planes need anyway. to have a, a, tri- a children's section. You know, there's a children's table when you go to Nona's house and you all sit at the children's table and you're like 18 years old and you're still at the table. There needs to be an entire children's <laughs> section on the plane. They can decorate it. They can fucking cray on the walls. I don't give a shit. We're really not taking. We're not doing the book justice. We're literally fighting her point <laughs> from the book. No, it's a but- good book. It's a good book. The, when she talks about just like the judgment we have on people, you know, it's a real thing though, but I, I'm not sorry. So I made that whole thing about people judging me. I'm, I'm bad too. I sit here sometimes and I'll be like, we all are, we all do. I'll sit here and be like, why doesn't this person talk to me? But I actually do not message people and gaslight them and say, I haven't heard from you in a while. Cause I know what that feels like. 
but mm-hmm. I will just reach out to them. But then a part of me is like nervous to reach out to them because I'm like, ooh, I haven't heard from them. Are they mad at me? Did I do something wrong? You know, like, fuck. or you could just be like me, haven't heard from honey in nine days. Honey, are you alive? <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. We move on. With That's lives. just a sincere check in, you know? I think one of the other things about like judgment and stories we see a lot. I'm more, I'm, I think I'm more mindful of it now because I, I try to diversify who I follow on on my feeds to control more of the content that I'm consuming. And speaking about like putting labels and judgment and like assumptions on people and how we categorize things in life, weight loss and like body image comes up a lot. And usually we <laughs> we like associate skinniness with like as like a good thing, you know? Someone loses a bunch of weight. And we're like, holy fuck, you look amazing. Holy fuck, you got so skinny, blah, 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 blah. And we're like, we we instantly go to compliment that person because they like, quote unquote, look good. But a lot of the things that I was reading was like, you have to be mindful of how we're throwing these compliments out, especially to strangers or especially to people you don't know or you're not familiar with what's going on in their life. Because so many of the stories I was reading was like, yeah, like people kept complimenting me on my weight, but they didn't know that like I was like, six months deep into like a really aggressive eating disorder or, you know, I got diagnosed with cancer or, you know, this happened in my life and I was super depressed and I couldn't eat and I was struggling with this. And yeah, we just have, I think it just like, it's another, it's another example of how we literally have a clue as to what's going on in people's lives. Mm. Yep. It's true. I'll make compliments sometimes and I'll wonder if, you know, like sometimes, for example, I'll go to work and I'm just quiet, you know, like I got shit going on in, you know, up in the membrane. Okay. You know, shit in the membrane. Is that a song? I think it's like insane in the membrane. membrane. Yeah, that part. So, and you know, I'll go to work. I'll go to work. People be like, what's wrong? And I'm like, I don't know. I just don't feel like being fucking Ronald McDonald today. I don't know. I don't want to be that. like, what? like, leave me alone. Like, leave me alone for a minute. But I, I do think that sometimes people will ask me something and I'm like, man, like, I just want to be left alone. But I do that to people all the time. If I notice that they're not talking or mm-hmm. if they got this sad look on their face, it's hard now with the mask. But like, I'll always ask, like, what's wrong? Are you okay? Like, what's wrong? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, why, why pick at people and poke at people about things? Like, people are just, people have to just be how they want to be. And it's okay. Like, why can't I just look at somebody and be like, oh, like. They seem a little bit down today. Okay. That's okay. I think we just have to find better ways of navigating how we check in with people. Yeah. Just checking in with you. How are you doing today? Yeah. That then invites the person to like share or not share. I don't think we're coached enough or taught. We're not really taught anything about communicating and engaging properly as humans in high school. How to learn fucking trigonometry. Still don't remember what that is. I don't even know what Didn't learn how to do my taxes. Didn't learn anything in school. Barely passed anything math or science but no one teaches how to like get through life no anyways <laughs> anyways you know Speaking you know of- that weird guy that doesn't leave the conversation when he's supposed to you know or the guy that keeps talking when you're actually walking away from them and they don't understand they don't get the cue i literally just said bye see ya bye <laughs> oh i'm on a call. oh see ya bye you know what we're just uncomfortable with saying no or that doesn't work for me. Yeah, and I think true. that's one thing as a human you need to get okay with. It's just being like, hey, nice chatting with you. I got to go. See you later. Yep. That's it. Done. Bye. That's it. 
There's a chapter in the book called Knows the Final Answer. Yeah, that's it. Haven't read it yet. <laughs> Anyways, speaking of bones to pick, I changed from oat milk to almond milk, like barista blends. Why? Honestly, I don't know why I did. I, I think I would, someone was just like, oh, but like calories. And I was like, you know what? There is a lot of calories in oat milk and I'm drinking quite a bit of it, but I'm not having like full lattes, you know? I'm just having like a bit of a misto. Okay. I said, maybe I can have more coffee. This is how my brain thinks, not in calories. Maybe I can have more coffees if I drink less oat milk. <laughs> Anyways, I got How many coffees do you want in a day, honey? I love it. I love it. I'll drink three coffees and I'll message you be like, want to go for a cafe? <laughs> um, so anyways, I'm sitting here with my morning coffee. It's our first conversation of the day. And my coffee is now cold and I'm not really enjoying it because almond milk's just not it. It's not it. It's not fucking it. And soy milk. The word soy just disgusts me. So let's just move on. Remember when <laughs> that was like the big thing, like the big milk alternative? Not for me. But I was not a milk drinker as a kid. Ooh, My mom used milk. to force milk on me. Okay, how do you say milk? Milk. 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 <laughs> milk. Milk. <laughs> no, it's milk. <laughs> Honey, milk. Say it with me. Milk. Go. So I'm at the grocery store yesterday, and there's a brand, M-A-L-K, and it says milk. And I'm like, oh, my God, is it dairy-free? Because I'm about to buy it. I feel like you're speaking to me on a spiritual level. I say milk. Do I say sorry weird? Say it. Sorry. No. Do I say shh when I say understand? Do you hear it? Understand? Understand? Honey, we're not going to start about you and words because I catch your words all the time. And inside of me, I piss my pants because I'm like, I don't know if I should tell her that she's using the word wrong or if I should just leave her. I do that a lot. Like I'll just A lot of your words you have basically made up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. I do make up a lot of my words. But how many of you honeys use my, my, my vocabulary? I hear my vocabulary everywhere. <laughs> You have two words in your vocabulary. <laughs> yeah, honey and immaculate. And how many times have you said that on this podcast today? That's what I'm talking about. Although I did I say the word to, ravishing the other day. I need to I need to figure out what those words are. And I'm going to I'm going to call you out in the in the in the moment. Is it words that I make up that have no dictionary meaning or No, it's like real life words and you say them completely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like instead of literally, she'll say literally. Well, because I, I speak too fast, like literally, like literally, literally. I, I don't want to sit there and go literally, like literally. 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 <laughs> Let's move on. Okay. Well, I think because I'm so hung up on this book i need to bring up another another cha- i think another chapter is worth talking about and then and then i'll leave the book but i just feel like it's quite relatable and it's fresh in my mind okay so she talks about um one of the chapters is like one of the lies that you say to yourself is i'll start tomorrow and it's like everybody says that to themselves i say that to myself every day like i'll start tomorrow <laughs> every single day every day <laughs> and so she says in the book that the highest goal to date that you'll ever reach is the lowest bar you've ever set for yourself Mm. so she's basically saying for example if you're training for a marathon 
you would know this. And you've only, and it's 42. Worst day of my life. (laughs) Yeah. And you've ran 42 and you have to run. So a marathon's 42K. But in your lifetime, you've only ever pushed yourself to run 10K. Then that's the goal that you're going to meet. You could still do the 42K, 100%. But when you're out there training, you're going to stop at the lowest bar you've ever set for yourself. You're going to go, oh, I can do, oh, 10K. Oh, I've done that before. That was hard. I got it. But what's that push to make you do 11 or 12 or 15 or 20? A, A plan. A plan. But she says in the book that you have to be very careful on not setting yourself up to fail as everybody else teaches you when you set goals. So less is more. So for example, she basically says in the book that if you can't drink half your body weight in water on a daily basis, then you should not be starting with any other goal. So every day I've been doing it. Mm -hmm. Those baby steps, those micro steps, I'm telling you, they are everything. They're everything. Uh, But what that point though about the lowest bar you've ever set for yourself that hit. I was like, shit, she's right. I, like, the things that I've already accomplished, I, I will do again. Yeah. Because you know you've done it. Because I know I've done it. It's not – like, it might not be, like, exciting for you to do again, but you ultimately know yeah, that I you've know, done it. I know I won't fail. I think the problem is with a lot of goals, and it depends on, I think, your personality. Like, some people will – be like they say they're gonna do something, they commit, they do it. Some people have some sort of fucking determination in them that I admire. <laughs> so you guys can fuck off. You can stop listening to this episode, and we're just gonna continue like the regular human beings that we are. <laughs> you know, I have a few friends like that. They'd be like, "Okay, I'm gonna do this." Like my ex was like that. He'd be like, "I'm gonna do this," and then he would just literally like get up, do it, and I'm like, "Damn." That's probably Shit. why we're not. Probably why we're not dating anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and a few other reasons but on there my is, part there is something but, admirable about people not breaking promises mm-hmm. to themselves oh my gosh it's it's wild I mean we're gonna another book that I think is going to be on the book club this year and if you guys have listened to so many episodes you've heard me talk about this book the four agreements but there are four fucking basic rules of life that you need to operate by and one of them is like be impeccable with your word like we, we hold people to all these standards of how they have to like mm-hmm. honor your word and like show up for you. But it's like, we don't even do that for ourselves. So anyways, going back to the goal settings and like being impeccable with your word is definitely key. But at the same time, even breaking that down further is that a lot of us will be like, like you're saying, okay, we're going to run a marathon. Great. 42 kilometers. Tomorrow I'm going to run a half. And it's like, no, you got to start with those. If you look at like training programs for like I've never run a day in my life to marathon. You look at the first month of those training programs and you're like, are you sure? I'm only running five minutes today. Yeah. Like (laughs) legit. Are you sure? Like it's a walk run. I'm going to run for three minutes, walk for what? We're sure that this is going to get me to the marathon and you question it because it's not so aggressive. It's not so drastic, but we really don't honor or take into account that it's not about the amount that day it's building that habit that you laced up your fucking shoes and you went outside and you did it yep and one thing that my my current coach is so amazing at is she's like you want and we've said it before I want this instant gratification like I want to lose 30 pounds I need to do it now like how to how to lose 30 pounds in one week (laughs) 
You know what I mean? It's like we want to reach, like we want, like you want to save X amount of money. Okay, well, that means that I have to like fully stop doing everything. And instead of going out, I need to like put a hundred dollars away a day to like, you know what I mean? We we always jump to this like extreme diet, this extreme, it's like this radical change in our lives. Yeah. And I don't know about you. Again, if you're the determined person and you do it, great. I fucking love that for you. I honor that. I, I'm jealous of you, to be honest. But for me, I need, like my coach will always say to me, if I give you 37 things to do right now, you won't do it. You, you're you setting yourself up to fail. So if like those micro, like, can I look at, you know, my goal and say, okay, if I want to reach this goal in a year, if I want to reach this goal in six months, what do each of those 365 days, what can you do on each of those days to build up to that goal? And then you're looking at your goal on a daily basis. You're not looking at that dollar you're trying to save. You're not looking at that weight you're trying to lose. You're not looking at that streak you're trying to, you know what I mean? You're literally looking at your day to be like, oh my God, I hit all my goals today. And you can celebrate those micro wins because those are so attainable versus like looking at the big goal every day and feeling like I'm never going to get it. Mm -hmm. I think that's goal setting 101 for intimidated humans like me. (laughs) Intimidated humans. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't get why anybody would make goals that set them up to fail. Like, but you don't know, right? You don't don't know what you don't know. But there's nothing wrong with... Like they don't have to be these big, monstrous, gigantic goals. Like you should be proud of yourself just for drinking water in a day. But that's the thing is we're not taught that. Yeah. We're taught to like, we're in it right now. Diet culture. It's the biggest time of the year for diet culture. Ate too much at Christmas. New year, new you. The gyms are full. You have to lose all this weight. This year is going to be my year. It's literally the society that we live in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You need to just take your goal, divide it by the number of days, and figure out what do I need to do each day to get on board with that. Celebrate each day as a win, and one day is not going to fucking kill you. I didn't work out last night, and I said I sat and I sat in a literally a bathtub of guilt last night, thinking that I was the biggest failure. Because here I am having these really easy goals. You guys should download this app called Strides, S-T-R-I-D-E-S. But I just have, I customized my goals in there. And every day my goal is three liters of water, meditate, journal in the morning, move my body, and uh, read my book. Okay? Mm -hmm. Five little easy goals. And all I said to myself is, how fucking good are you going to feel on February 1st? Not a year from now. How good are you going to feel on February 1st if you just like do those five easy things every day? And like that seems so attainable to me because mm-hmm. I know February 1st, I'm going to feel a difference inside of my body. But yesterday I was in so much pain. I have like nerve problems in my arm from my camera and work and stuff. I was in so much pain in my arm. It was throbbing. I couldn't hold my phone. I couldn't do anything. And I sat there thinking that I was a failure that I didn't move my body today. Just go on the bike. Don't use your arm. Just like move your legs for 20 minutes. And I'm like, you ate so healthy today. You're not going to fucking die if you don't like 
go on the Peloton today. <laughs> We're crazy. Yeah, it's pretty crazy how we think like that. How one day we think all of a sudden we're not, we just stop. We stop for one day. We stop the whole program. I know. Anyways, where I was going with that story is part one of the prompts in my morning journal. I make my own prompts, but one of the prompts in my morning writing is what are you going to do when you get off track? Not if. What are you going to do when you get off track? Because it's inevitable. We're going to have a bad day. We're going to have a day we're not feeling good. We're going to have a day where we don't show up for ourselves. What are you going to do when that happens? And part of that's going to be compassion, but part of that's going to be like, okay, why am I hitting this roadblock, right? Mm. Am Am I in pain? Am I listening to my body or am I just being lazy? Can I like sit, give myself a three, two, one and like get up and do it? But I think that's such an important question for people to ask themselves is like, what am I going to do when I get off track? Yeah. Because I'll get off track for one day. Next thing you know, three months later, and I'm like, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. Get off track and all of a sudden it's 2021. You're like, oh, well. honey, That was 2020 for me. I barely worked out in 2020. I I think I stopped going to the gym in January and I I think I did some in-house workout, like workouts in my house. That was it. Yeah, we started our accountability honeys, and I think we did one morning one together, morning. and that was uh, three months ago. Yeah. I We're can't insane. work out in the house. I can't. I don't know how you guys do it. I can't do it. I do love the Peloton app. You don't need a bike, by the way. It has so many other things: body weight, yoga, dance, running, like everything, everything. Anyways, I don't like doing it in my house. Are we boring the people now? Yeah, let's get off. <laughs> Okay, takeaways from this week. Number one, in case you haven't heard, we started a book club. Mm. You want to join? Tap the link in the bio at Unfilter with Allie. It says join the Honey Facebook group. Click it. Join it. Read the book. There's a couple hundred honeys in there. The hell are you doing if you're not in there? Get in the group. Yeah, what the hell are you doing? Hey, Siri. Still being a fucking bitch. All right. (laughs) Number two. Her and Alexa. I fucking hate them. I fucking hate Siri and I hate Alexa. I hate them both. Takeaway number two. Don't judge people. You don't know because uh, you don't know what they're you don't know what they're doing. You don't get it. You're not in their mm-hmm. life. You don't live in their world. Don't Ask better people. questions. Yes. Ask better questions. Like don't assume Check in with people. Yeah. Don't assume like because when I when you say like, hey, what's wrong? You're assuming that they're upset. And you know what happens when you assume? What happens, honey? You've never heard that really cheesy saying, you make make an ass out of you and me? Mm, That's cute. You never heard that? No. But I get the spelling. Yeah, yeah, I get it. it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, takeaways, micro goals, little baby steps. Figure out your big goal, divide it up into the number of days, and just take it day by day and celebrate each of those days. I get into bed at night now. I do my gratitude twice a day, and at night I'm just like, proud of you bitch yep fucking killed it today drank that water <laughs> drank that water also you if you guys want to hear us our opinions and our terrible advice on things send us a dm that's right we're open to talk about anything clearly just so you guys know we're not giving you advice like we're the experts just to be fucking clear we should have put that <laughs> disclaimer at the beginning of the 
<laughs> we are no podcast. we are no experts. But just to be clear, we are no experts. <laughs> We're just two two girls figuring this out as we go along through or like figuring it out via some pretty intense fuck ups. And if you do have really serious questions that will really impact your life, don't actually ask us those ones. Go get a coach. (laughs) (laughs) Take that back, honey. We could really inspire the people. Yeah. You want a pep talk or like what would honeys do? We'll tell you what to do. You actually need to change something in your life that's a little out of my league. Please go hire a coach. We have friends. Honey Kelsey. Oh, she didn't get a shout out this episode. Honey Kelsey. Oh my God. Kelsey Grant. She changed my life. Radical self-love. Literally the year of self-love. I dropped into her DMs. I got to say, I'm going to say this real quick. Dropped into her. I was looking for a sign and I saw that Mark Groves was hosting the summit of the universe, right? Universe of the Summit, Master of the Universe Summit. Summit. And I checked out all, I was like, oh, that seems interesting. So I naturally, I checked out all the speakers and there she was in all her glory, the queen herself, Kelsey Grant. And so I went onto her Instagram page and I was like, wow. She had this one post and it literally hit me. You know, there was a layer underneath your core and then a layer underneath that. I was like, this is, this is her. This is, this is who's going to literally bring me back to life. life so mm-hmm. I bought a ticket specifically to go meet Kelsey Grant and I applied for her program and she messaged me and she was busy with the thing the the uh, the summit she was a speaker and she was like but come say hi to me at the event did you know it took me the two full days to go say hi to Kelsey Grant the first day I was too scared I was like there's no way there's no way this this she's the queen okay mm-hmm. and I was too scared to talk to her that day so then the next day I was like, this is the last day. And I was with my girlfriend and cause I got her um, a ticket. Cause she was like, she was going through some things. And so anyway, so she was interested in coming and I was like, Hey, like I got this extra ticket. Why don't you come with me and blah, blah, blah. And I kept saying to her, like, and she's one of my best friends. I kept saying, to her, I'm like, this is like, that's the lady that I'm here for. I need to go meet her because I want to get into her program. And I feel like if I meet her and she sees me, she'll you know, she'll remember me and then she'll choose me to be in her year of self-love. Like I need to be in this program. I was so nervous. It took me about 30 minutes after the whole thing was done. She was on the stage and I just sat, I was sweating. My hands were sweating, knees, feet, you know, that whole Eminem song. I was literally losing it. And then I went, I don't even know what I said to her. Yeah. I was like, hi, hi, like I'm Jen. Like I messaged you on Instagram and she knew who I was. And I literally was just like, pick me. And then I got to be in her program naturally because we're honeys. And uh, yeah, I I think everybody needs to take that, that course. I don't even think if you need something, you, you just in general need it. Everybody should, she should literally, it's a high, it's high, it's curriculum. It's life curriculum. It should be in high schools, grade 12, year of self-love with Kelsey Grant. Mm-hmm. you're gonna kill me because it's called a year of love oh right sorry year of love yeah sorry, sorry kelsey kelsey i'm so sorry i'm so sorry honey. i did it i did a year of love after uh my breakup and it tra- transformed my life anyway sorry that was supposed to be a recap guys we we started a whole oh so sorry so so sorry <laughs> that's just our love for our best friend kelsey grant year of year of love <laughs> okay last last uh last recap go follow um kelsey grant uh, anyway okay well bye honey bye honey <laughs> 
Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Unfiltered with Allie. Just a friendly reminder that I have two episodes that drop every single week for you on Tuesdays and on Fridays. And if you like what you heard, please be sure to subscribe. And of course, leave me a review. I love hearing what you guys think of the episodes. Lastly, be sure to connect with me over on Instagram at at unfiltered with Allie. You'll be able to access a ton of extra content from each of the episodes, slide into my DMs, and you can find the link for my free online community. This is designed for inspiring, badass women all around the world. I can't wait to chat with you next week. See you then.